When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we touched on this at the beginning of the season. Based on what we've seen after two weeks, is the AFC West still the best in football? Yes or no? Uh, uh, who would be better? If there's a better division, who would it be? I'm going AFC East. In that, the argument, but I mean, aren't the Chiefs, the Chiefs and Chargers are as good as... Bills, Dolphins, right? I guess we're going to get Bills, Dolphins Actually, this week. Okay, since you make that point, I guess I still have to go AFC West. Because I don't... Okay, well, it it depends what you think of... Let's just... Instead of going with the top, because we know what we feel about the Chargers and the Chiefs, two of the right. best teams in the AFC. All four teams. How do you feel about the Broncos and the Raiders? Because the Broncos look like they have a head coach who has no idea what's going on around him. And the Raiders are 0-2. So do you feel like either one of those teams are going to be legitimate threats this year? No, I don't. The Broncos look like they might have the worst coaching situation in the NFL this year. Like, at least from other division standpoints, the top end for the Chiefs is always going to be better than the AFC West. Them and the Chargers are two of the top five, six teams in the NFL. But, like, if you look at the NFC North, Nick, the Vikings, I know they got beat up last night, but they're they're not going to be a pushover. The Lions aren't a pushover. They just, like, they're not, neither are the Packers. Their only bad team is the Bears. And their their bad team has one more win than the Raiders do. Like, so there are definitely deeper conference, you know, deeper divisions. The NFC East, we made fun of that one. The Cowboys, when they get Dak back, I don't think will be a pushover. The Giants are 2-0, the Eagles. I mean, they're better than that division because their top end outweighs the mediocrity that comes with the rest of it. But... Uh, you know, if they are the best division, it's not by what I thought it was. How about that? They might still be the best division, yeah. but it's not by what I thought it was because the Raiders Agreed. aren't as good and the Broncos aren't as good as I thought they were going to be. I feel confident in saying that at this point, the Chiefs have total control of their own destiny. Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask you. If if the AFC West is not as good as we thought it was, which we all agree on, how does this change your outlook for how this season goes because we were talking about it being a juggernaut that nobody's going to get more than 11 wins and it will be really tough for anybody from the AFC West to wind up with the one seed. Do you still believe all those things? It still causes a problem because divisional games do, and they're not laughing stock teams. Like if you play in the AFC South, that feels like you're supposed to get the one seed, but none of those teams are good enough for it. And you know, in the AFC, at least this, I'll say this. Because before I thought, hey, no chance anybody in the AFC West could get the one seed because it's too good. And it's going to come from the AFC East because no one's good, except for the Bills. Um, and, the, the you know, the Dolphins will be okay. It's kind of how I guess I thought about going to do it. <laughs> the Jets have not been a pushover. They're not great, but they've not been a pushover. The Patriots will always cause problems for someone in the division. They're not a good team either, but they will play close games. They will upset someone they shouldn't. They'll win a game against – I know they didn't win their first game against Miami, but they'll they'll win a game against Miami or – Buffalo the rest of the way. I don't know who it is, but they're getting one against those teams. So from that perspective, maybe. 
Because all of a sudden, five and one in the division doesn't seem that crazy to me. They're already one and oh. All I'm asking them to do is go four and one the rest of the way. And they have a decided coaching advantage against the Broncos, a decided coaching advantage and team over the Raiders. So going 4-0 against those doesn't seem crazy. Maybe they lose the other game to the Chargers, or maybe they beat the Chargers in the other one, and they somehow drop one of the two, one of the three, to those two teams or one of those four. But, like, I don't know. It, it seems like they can rack up some wins. They play the AFC South, too, by the way. The Chiefs – I would think that – I guess maybe it's a Friday conversation or next week or whatever. The Chiefs record, I had predicted them for 12-5. and five. The way the schedule is now starting to line up, that the AFC South might be a complete fraud – and the AFC West isn't as good. If we had known those things going in, do you think you'd have stuck with 11 or 12 wins? I think I picked 13. So you were even above where we were. <laughs> Nick, I, where were you at? Were you 11 or 12? Yeah, I think I said 11. So, I mean, knowing what you know now, doesn't that number seem a little low? Yeah, Kayla, are you, the, the real question is, are you bumping them up to 14, 15? Probably. Let's do it. Let's have yeah. some fun. We're all going up a couple. Let's just, you know, let's all so, go up a couple. Okay. I'm we always our- overly confident, more than I should be. That's, but so far, you were the most confident in the preseason, and, and so right. far, you were the most right. So maybe that's not a horrible strategy. I, I guess know. what part of what happened with the AFC West is two, two of the teams look lost. The Raiders look lost, and the Broncos look lost, even though they're one and one. And the Chiefs are ahead of schedule on both things. I was like, boy, you know what? New offense, you know, like, uh, you know, then I got a Tyreek. Are you take still a willing bit. to say that after week two, that they're still ahead of schedule in offense? Yeah, because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll chalk up some of that to short week chargers. Like, and the chargers are a better defensive team than they'll see most of the time because of the pass rush. And I like, I know Juju wasn't a main factor or a factor much at all in that game. And they only scored 20 points, not on offense, right? But they, they were good enough. It's not like they just completely stalled out. You know, that's a really good Thursday night divisional team. And they completely stalled out. When they needed points, they still got them against everybody. Still scored with Justin Watson. Clyde still looks good. The pieces still kind of fit. And when you look at the season at the end, they still look better than I thought they would be. I know I could panic because the Chiefs wide receivers have less receiving yardage total than Tyreek does himself. But it just doesn't bother me yet. Not to keep harping on this game, but if Watson didn't get that pick six, is there more concern about the offense a hundred percent probably i don't think that's an unfair question but no because the defense i will still contend that the defense won them that game chris jones was huge in the second half and the play of the game was made by Jalen watson i'm not trying to minimize you know mahomes touchdown throw to christian watson that was huge clyde was great down the stretch I'm not trying to just completely ignore all of that. But when you get big plays from your defense, it makes those offensive plays seem bigger than they actually were. Because in reality, if Jalen Watson doesn't pick that ball off, like the game's probably over. Maybe we wouldn't have been saying that quite yet because you have Mahomes on the other side, but it changed everything. I just chalk it up to ugly road, you know, or not road, ugly divisional game. You know, the Chargers only had 17 points going into that fourth quarter, too. The Chiefs had 14 offensive points. The Chargers had 17. It's not, yeah. and, and I'm not worried about the Chargers' offense, and they're not going through a bunch of change. They've got the same offensive coordinator, coach, weapons. Like, there were change in the Chiefs' offense that we were worried about. And those two teams were scoring on aggregate. I mean, those, those sometimes divisional games like that just kind of go that way. 
And it's also, you know, like with the Chiefs, it's it's amazing because Patrick Mahomes, you know, 24 35 for 235 yards, two touchdowns and zero picks, even though I know he got close to throwing a few, so I'm not going to pretend that way. And Clyde Edwards Alaire, their leading rusher, had eight carries for 74 yards and another four catches for 44. So it's hard for me to just be like, I don't know, guys. What, what are we going to, you know, what, what are we going to do here? Like, plenty of stuff worked. They just stalled out more than normal. They had some more dangerous passes than normal, but it's a opponent that knows them really well. Okay, Kayla, our our fearless captain of optimism. <laughs> I like that Since title. We uh, we'll put I that in your name first... tag. <laughs> yeah. I'll in change my Twitter name. handle. Yeah, yeah. Our well, maybe our first episode or our second episode that we did, we were talking about. I think we looked at just the first six games on the Chiefs' schedule. And we were talking about, you know, what realistic expectations would be. I believe you had them at five and one. We may have even referenced this uh, on, on this uh, Monday morning episode. And, and we might have we said that, that was very every optimistic. Episode going forward. Yeah, I think we should reference <laughs> this. So you already get a win in probably one of your two toughest games of your first six against the Chargers. Are you sticking with five and one or are you going to go all the way to six and zero? Oh, uh. That's the Bills game you got to wrap in there. At home. Scary. We're also, I didn't realize this until I wrote all the games in my schedule. We're coming off a game on a Monday night heading into week. the Bills game. Again, a short week. Why do we keep getting short weeks against the toughest opponents? That's because they're fair. a good team, so they make them play on big fancy games. Wait, they the go from games. Monday to Thursday? Monday no, night. No, Monday to it's Sunday. Sunday. So it's so longer than night. a Thursday like, night game, but still on a shorter week. Yeah, okay, okay. Off a divisional that- game, the Raiders. Um, to answer your question, let's have fun. Yeah. Let's okay. go. Let's go six. And let's have through fun. The first six Captain weeks. of optimism without Willie Gay. That should be interesting. Um, I, I don't think we openly mocked you Kayla in those moments. Like well, five and one, <laughs> but I didn't think they were going to be five and one. Like now, now I'm like, nope, they're going to be five and oh. So yeah, I guess it worse. They're five and one. Wait, because you think, think they're, they're starting next- five and oh, Cody? Yeah, they're winning their next three games. The Colts are a joke. Yep. The Raiders are completely off kilter and the Bucks don't scare me. The only one I think they may lose in that is the Bucks because I don't yeah. know, Tom Brady's like Mahomes and they're like, your team looks bad and you should feel bad. And then they just beat you and you're like, now I feel bad and I regret all of this. But I think they're winning their next three games and they're going to go into that thing undefeated against the Bills. The Bills have got a couple of tough games. They could lose to Miami this weekend. I don't think they will. Um, but they've got a more tough road before these two teams face. But I think the Chiefs will be 5-0 and going into that Bills game. I don't know which way I'm going to lean there yet. I, I guess I would take 5-1 and one thinking they'll lose either the Bills game or one of the other three going into it. But if you had told me before the season they started 5-0, and oh, I would have thought that was kind of absurd. That that's not how the season was going to start. There's too many good teams on the schedule. And now okay, it you seems guys, very real. You guys are putting me into an uncomfortable position because time to be the negative guy. unbridled optimism, somebody here has to bring us back down to earth a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I would caution you on. Like the Chiefs are going to be favored in all three of their next three games, I would assume. But I think we have a tendency early in the NFL season, we get such a tiny morsel of a sample size from these teams. And then we extrapolate it out to draw these grand conclusions. Like the Colts looked a lot worse than we thought they would. Same with the Raiders, same with the Bucks. Okay. But to act as though all three of those teams are going to be the exact team that they've been for two weeks for the rest of the season 
probably isn't accurate. We see it all the time, like especially with the Colts who have a new quarterback. We've you've got the Raiders with a new head coach and a new wide receiver. Like you can all be, you can take those and be like, yeah, that's a negative. But I expect those teams to get a little bit better. I expect the Bucks to get a little healthier, don't you? I do expect the Bucks to get a little bit better. Um, although they're they're so desperate a wide receiver, they just signed Cole Beasley. Who I guess I was a little surprised wasn't on a roster because he wasn't, I guess, that bad. But Cole Beasley catching strays. Yeah, he didn't do anything to deserve <laughs> it. But Mike Evans got suspended and Godwin's been hurt. And Gronkowski didn't come back to them. And they've had a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. Dude, Tom Brady, like, Tom Brady looks like he's pre-divorced. I mean, he looks like <laughs> gaunt and sad and depressed and like, it's over. Like, he's I just like, I, he's taking Wednesdays off. Like, he's, he's, he's shut it in. He looks like Milhouse's dad. That's one of the most handsome, successful people on earth. And he just looks like disheveled and concerned. Maybe and he's two and oh, despite that. So maybe I'm way off on them. Kayla, are you on the Tom Brady wash train as well? He, to Cody's point, he's not looking good. Um, Clearly it's not affecting his mental headspace, but my only concern with that Bucks game is having PTSD from Super Bowl 55. I because like, it was so bad. I hope they just defense. right exactly. Um, but yeah. I'm glad it's two years removed instead of one. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things are not going well on the home front. So I do love that in our, in our very brief analysis of Tom Brady, we basically are writing him off not because of their play, but because of their physical his physical appearance. Which well, he just took like fitting. he looks weird. He took ten days off in the training camp. He's taking Wednesdays off now. Look, we're working. This podcast is out on the Wednesday. I didn't take the day off. <laughs> I got kids. My wife would like to see me more, probably. Right? I'm here. Didn't I'm he come back yet, but... because football is his life and it's fun? It doesn't look like he's having fun this season. Mm. No, I, I think he yeah. Well, then know. maybe we can wrap this up so Cody can go kiss his wife and kids. <laughs> Cody, are you still having Tom fun? Brady. Yeah. I mean, look, I got eight more years before I'm 45. So I got a little bit of leeway before it's like, hey, I'm going to really need you at this kid's soccer practice. Like I find my, you know, I'm not, I'm probably not as busy as Tom Brady either, but I also don't have the luxury of just, I don't know, jet setting for three straight months of family time. So we both have our pros and cons. I don't have a nanny, <laughs> like, you know, and actually, like, you know, I, I don't have any of those, like, uh, I don't have any luxury trappings, Kayla. My kid, I, I wanted to bake the other day and I my, I made Love my that. kid help me because he wouldn't, he's like, he wouldn't do anything else. You're like, well, then get a stool. You're making cookies. We're doing this together because it's happening one way or the other. All right. Well, in conclusion, the Chiefs are going to go at least five and one for the, through the first six. We're all having fun. That's going to do it for us on this Wednesday. <laughs> that is Cody Tapp. That is Nick Schwartz. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is the It's Always Game Day in Kansas City podcast, and we will be back with you all on Friday.